Magic Musings podcast, where you can find rituals and wisdom for your most magical life. And I'm your host, Cassandra Botzak. Today is the full moon in Aquarius, and we are going to dive deep into what is really being called of us to release um, and to work through. And I'm sure what's already top of mind for so many of you, but I also want to just give a a mini, you know, FYI as we kick off this episode for anyone who's listening that um, maybe is listening, you know, months away from here, right? These themes um, for all of the moon podcasts, the new moon and the full moon that I'll be sharing are applicable always. And I really do believe in divine timing and serendipitous findings and whatnot. So if you, if something in the theme calls you and you're listening to this, just know that it's still relevant to you. Um, all of these moons bring up like beautiful, important topics in our lives and we can utilize them. Of course, in the window of the moon is super fun and special and, and a lot of times what's organically already happening for us. But I truly believe these can also be of service at any point in your journey when you're feeling called to address the specific theme or subject of what the moon is about. So that being said, let's dive in. Well, we already know full moons are always a nice time for releasing, for letting go of things that no longer serve us, as well as the com- a completion period. So we can think about it as the flower blooming. We can think about it as ripping the weeds out of our garden. Um, we can think about it as closing uh, one chapter and at the same time, of course, opening the next, right? When we make that commitment to close, you know, one book, we also create the space for us to open the next one. So with that being said, I like to think into like the personality of what's going on in the sky and how that affects what's coming up for us. So for instance, with this moon, we have Venus conjunct the full moon. And what that means is that Venus um, is going to be, which rules love and money, is going to be a pretty popular theme right now, right? We're going to be looking a lot of about our own individual dynamics around love and money. So really, um, really seeing, huh, how, how do I relate to money or how do I relate to romantic love and what conflicts might I have in those areas, be it they internal or external and what is just not working? What maybe you know, the past few weeks, I would even say, maybe you've noticing it's just not working, that you're really just over, you're ready to let go of. Um, And, and so we have that theme combined with this full moon in Aquarius. And so Aquarius gives us actually, I think a real superpower in looking at that theme because Aquarius is the water bearer, independent, logical, um, you know, revolutionary, very much, you know, if you think about like the, think about the fact that it's an air sign that's called the water bearer, someone that's, you know, is, is going to do the job is, and if you think about like the, the themes of water, right? Water is nourishment, water is life, right? Water is an essential. So someone that really knows what is essential and is going to do that work. A lot of Aquarians, um, they do think differently. They think outside of the box. They are the revolutionaries. They are, you know, leading um, the charge. And so to think of that, right, to be able to 
think outside the box and, you know, Aquarian, Aquarians are not known for being um, very emotional because what, what, what that's going to give you, right, is the fact that you're going to be able to look at some of the stuff that's happening in your life with a really grounded, logical eye where you're not going to have your emotions cloud something. You're not going to have to, you're going to have this kind of window right now where you can really look at the eagle's eye view of it, where you can really see it from a calm, centered, truthful place, a very pragmatic place. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to be connected to your intuition. In fact, you're going to be able to hear your intuition even more because it's not going to be clouded by emotion. So for instance, you know, just around the money subject, one of the examples that I gave around this was around, you know, I work with a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs. And so one of the things that constantly comes up is how do I charge for my services? How do I, um, you know, how do I monetize what I'm doing? And, you know, we can let, especially when we're connected to the spiritual community, when we're very sensitive, we can let our worth dance with the our prices, I think a little too much. I think, you know, there's, um, you know, some sort of like, quote unquote, spiritual business teaching that's like, charge what you're worth, you know, you know, make sure you're charging what, what's worth, and, you know, and, and of course, yes, you know, charge, you know, charge what your services are worth. But we can't really put, you can't put a value on an hour of your life. And I honestly think you just drive yourself crazy if you try to, right? And so if you think about the Aquarian illumination that's going to happen around this moon, it's going to help you take some of the emotionality out of that decision and be a little bit more pragmatic about it. So maybe it's thinking and saying like, okay, well, if this is my service. Let me look at what other people in my area are charging for the service. Okay, so maybe the price range for that service is between $100 and $300, right? And you'd be like, okay, well, now you can go in intuitively what feels in alignment, but you're working in a price range and you're not saying like, well, you know, my time is only valued at X. It's about really getting to the deeper truth about releasing, you know, kind of any uh, emotional kind of ups and downs around it so that we can really just see what's happening. Similarly with love, right, where whether it is love or money, when these two things are intimately connected to our innate sense of worthiness, then the amount of self-love and self-worth we have is going to impact our standards in those areas. So for instance, if right now you're, um, if you're struggling in either of those areas, I'm guaranteeing that it's going to be really apparent and really illuminated for you. You're not going to be able to not see it. So a lot of, you know, people come up to me when I teach and do workshops and a lot of people want me to take a look at their birth chart and see what area of their chart the moon is falling in and how exactly it's going to hit them. And while I do find that very fascinating, um, you really don't need it because I guarantee by what's coming up for you right now, you have a really good idea of where it's hitting your chart. You know, nothing is an accident. And in fact, um, the this morning I was actually reading that where the specific alignments were hitting certain things for people close to me that I knew what was going on in their lives and they were all spot on. And so 
you can really trust that, you know, I like to say whatever's on the altar right now is meant to be there. So think about what are the things that you're thinking about before bed? What are the topics that are coming up? What's giving you anxiety? What's uh, frustrating you right now? What is perhaps a way of doing things when it comes to love, when it comes to money that is just not working because the, the pattern that's coming up right now, it's not you know, it's not a new thing. It's something that you've probably been doing for years and relating to that in a way for a while and something that's probably become slightly more evident and uh, perhaps more painful in the past few weeks where you've um, really noticed that this way of operating is not sustainable. It's not what you want. And, and to really look at that, look at, okay, well, what what needs to shift here and what on an emotional level needs to shift or on a sense of worthiness level um, needs to shift. And, you know, I actually had an interesting experience. I want to do a podcast on um, my past weekend in Big Sur where I just, just had this beautiful grounding in nature and just had so many beautiful messages um, from the the beautiful trees and the fairies and the woods and everything there that I want to share with you guys. But um, a very appropriate uh, story that happened there for this moon was I was literally trying to get a podcast recorded the entire weekend I was there. And I was there for one of my best friend's weddings. And we're in this literally breathtakingly beautiful, um, you know, natural wonder in a really beautiful resort. And there's just so much to do and so many friends to share it with. And I was somewhat frantically just trying to make sure I recorded a podcast the whole time. And it was, you know, one of those those moments where every single time I tried to buckle down and record the podcast, something would happen. My my computer would shut off. Then I remember one time I was like recording it outside on my deck in the morning and all of a sudden this crazy loud radiator thing started from the text next door. And then I tried to record it out in the middle of the woods. Like I tried literally to record this in so many different places and every single time something happened. And finally, the last time it happened, I was like, all right, I get the memo. And, you know, when I was meditating on it, when I was kind of forced to relax and and, and surrender it, I realized that, you know, what kind of came up for me was, you know, I don't need to hustle for my worthiness. And there is a part of me that, um, you know, definitely associates the amount of my productivity, right, with how I feel about myself. And I feel really good about myself and I'm very productive, um, which, of course, to a certain extent is a pretty normal feeling. But I think that's the thing, right? It's really knowing that fine line, knowing okay, can I still feel good about myself in this moment if I don't get all this work done, right? Um, And that's just a really specific example of how it really showed itself to me and something that, again, has been a theme for me um, and something that especially in the past few weeks I knew I needed to handle because, of course, again, you know, to know that you are worthy and you can be you know, that you are good regardless of how much money you make or how much work you do or how productive you are or whatever the thing is that you specifically attach to worthiness. Um, And so similarly, some people 
with this Venus conjunction might have it a little bit more on your romantic relationships arena. And for that, like, it could be something like realizing that, you know, you say that you want a certain kind of partnership, but you're constantly settling for less than you're settling maybe for someone who's unavailable or settling for someone that, um, you know, has characteristics or things about them that you know are not ideal for you, that you know are not what you truly want, but there's part of yourself that doesn't feel like you truly deserve or are worthy of, of, you know, the partner that you really want. And so that kind of stuff is going to be really front and center right now so that you can clear it, so that you can really get and I think, you know, sometimes we overcomplicate this stuff, which is, I think, really why this is uh, it's coming up during a full moon in Aquarius, because it doesn't need to be complicated, right? Thinking again, like it's the water bearer. It's like, I'm going to pick this up. I'm going to bring it here. I'm going to do that. And I'm going to do that. It can be really simple and logical. It can be as simple as saying, I'm going to choose again. I'm going to decide. And I recently had a girlfriend kind of move through this where she really saw, she was like, wow, I say that I want X, Y, and Z. And then I end up making excuses for all the people I date, um, that aren't that. And it was as simple as making a decision, right? I think sometimes I, I see this, of course, as my clients and some of the people that come to my workshops, you know, we, think because something has been with us for a while or something is perhaps in, you know, an unideal tendency of ours that it always needs to be this grand, you know, process for us to be able to shift it. And then when we really tap into it during these hyper-conscious moments where you can really see everything from that bird's eye view, we can really look at it for the truth of what it is, it really can be as simple as choosing again from just deciding and saying, oh, wow, I see this thing that I've been doing and I don't want to do it anymore, you know? And, and then, of course, beyond the decision, you also have to act on that decision. So if you're saying, hey, I see that I always, you know, uh, date these these kinds of guys and I don't want to do that anymore because that's not what I ultimately want. But then the next time a guy like that comes up to you, you got to say no. Like you have to act on that, right? So even, you know, in, um, in the case of if you're connecting your, with your finances, right? It's like, if you know your tendency is to overcharge because you get worthiness from, you know, charging more than any of your colleagues or whatever, and you look at that and you see, oh, well, this is an unhealthy pattern because I, I'm doing this from a place of justifying my worth and not from an honorable aligned place, right? So I'm not saying that you can't obviously charge, you know, uh, whatever you want for your work, but you know when you're doing that from a place that, okay, this is the go- this is what, you know, the rate is for me to do that and that's great. Or when you're doing it because you're like, well, if I charge less than this and I've seen this, I've seen this time and time again, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs where they're overpriced their services. Um, And when I say overpriced, not overpriced in the way that it's, you know, their, their time is worth less than that, but overpriced in the fact that they're not getting the amount of clients they want. um, And then they, but they also don't want to compromise and make their services at a more competitive price. And so again, with Aquarius, we're going to have 
the superpower of not taking it personally, right? And if you think about that, that particular um, situation, it's business. It's not personal, right? If you were about to open an ice cream shop in a certain town, you'd probably look up what the other ice cream shops were charging for their different things. And you'd probably set your prices, give or take, in a similar ballpark range. Why? Because if every other ice cream shop is charging $5 for a cone and you're charging $10 for a cone, you're probably not going to get, unless your ice cream is like crack or something, you know, you're probably not going to get, um, people to pay double for your thing, even though it's really good. So, but you don't have to make it personal. It could just be business. So if you're thinking about that, you kind of have that, that layer of things going on right now where you don't necessarily have to add a lot of emotion to it or take something super personally, but you'll be able to really look at things for what they are, decide that you want to release them, see the pattern that's playing out in your life, and then be able to choose again. Be able to say, okay, well, I see how I'm hustling for my worthiness in this arena around my romantic relationships um, or, or even in your business partnerships. So Venus rules um, specifically, ro- you know, romantic relationships and, and finances. Um, but you can also think about other partnerships, right? If you have like a business partnership um, and just again, seeing, okay, am I standing in my truth? Am I standing in my innate knowing of my worth that I deserve, you know, you know, great love and I deserve an honoring love that aligns with my values Um, and same thing with my finances. So this might be a time for you to really do some hardcore push-ups in this area. And I think that's the... You know, that's really the cool thing about these moons is that it gives us this opportunity, this window to really take a look at something that is ready to be released and removed. And so these patterns that are coming up, what you're seeing right now, it's not to, you know, make you feel bad about it. It's not to feel like, oh, like you've been doing this wrong. It's simply to say, okay, well, here's something that's going on that needs to shift that's ready to shift really like what 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 you're thinking of right now as i've been talking on this podcast is honestly it's just what's ready to shift it's what's ready to shift and it wants to move through which is why i can tell you about what happened in big sur and about you know the the podcast story right ironically the podcast story is i record this podcast at like uh, 11 p.m. at night in austria while on vacation um is that, you know, it's seeing that and being like, oh, here's the thing I do. Here's the thing I do. And what can I do to not do that? And I've, you know, was even thinking about that. I was thinking about that tonight because uh, again, I was trying to record a podcast and, you know, kind of getting stressed out, trying to, you know, be like, okay, when am I going to find the time right now in between, you know, the schedule of things that we have going on here on this trip. And, you know, coming up with a practical solution. So it's like, okay, well, is it effective to beat myself up about it? No, it is what it is now. But then the practical solution is thinking, okay, well, next time, what can I do is I can make sure that I have everything done in advance. So I'm not going to be in Big Sur trying to record a podcast. I'm not going to be in Austria trying to record a podcast or a workshop or anything, you know? And, and it doesn't, again, 
a very simple, practical solution, right? It doesn't have to be this big emotional thing, which is, again, like I said, the the gift of this full moon, a rarity for full moons, right? Because full moons are usually like, oh, the place. And, um, and similarly, whatever is going on with you in your life, be able to look at it, say, okay, well, this is coming up. This is kind of painful. This is not effective. This is not what I want in my life. It's not working, right? So to speak. And it's not, I mean, and by what's not working, it's like, well, it's not working if it's not leading you to joy. If it's stealing your joy, then it's not working. Um, and whether that's a romantic relationship or, uh, you know, your, your relationship with work or money, right? And it's simply just asking you to see it and shift it. So as soon as you see it, you're like, okay, well, I was doing that and I'm not going to do it anymore. And then take a moment and think of what, you know, what's a practical thing you can do to help you make sure that you stay aligned to your truth and what you want. So like I said, my very practical thing I can do is just make sure I record things ahead of time so I know that when I go on trips or vacation, I won't have work to do. Um, Again, it's not reinventing the wheel. If, you know, like with my friend who doesn't want to date, you know, unavailable men anymore. It's something as simple as that perhaps asking them in the first date or two and being like, hey, what are you interested in? You know, are you interested in something serious? Because I'm looking for something serious if this works out. And it's not like a, you know, a crazy out of this world kind of um, tactical resolution to it. It's just something simple to be like, okay, well, this isn't working. What's one or two steps? one or two logical steps I can do to do it differently. And so this, this, uh, full moon as always, um, do a nice little releasing exercise around this. And like I said, it can be as simplistic as really just choosing again and deciding one or two action steps you're going to do to implement that in this energy of the full moon. Or it could be more elaborate because you know, I love rituals. So, of course, you can also do something a little bit more involved and do your own releasing ritual. So it could be something as simple as if you live by the beach or a lake or a body of water, taking some rocks and holding the rocks and really feeling the weight of, you know, this pattern that you're doing, this thing that's you know, needs to be released, that's willing to move on. Um, because the thing is right now we are in a really you know, special astrological time that the shift we're going to make is really going to continue with us for at least the next 20 something years. So we're making a shift that, that really will stick. And part of that, of course, is your free will and your commitment to having that stick. But, but we have a lot of power in that right now, because if we're seeing things in a way, it's kind of like if you've ever had, um, one of those moments, this happens for a lot of people that end up being vegetarians, right? They see like a picture of a slaughterhouse or um, I'm sure there's, you know, some people that don't um, drink soda. Maybe they read an article about like, you know, all the stuff that's in soda, all the chemicals or something, right? And you have one of those kind of like no turning back moments. <laughs> you can't unsee what you've seen. So I think this full moon is going to really show you something that you're not going to be able to unsee. You're not going to want to unsee. You're just going to want to shift it or release it and let it go. And so use that momentum. Use that energy. And um, like I said, you can do that releasing rock ritual. 
Um, you can write it out, uh, write out what you're ready to release and then burn it. Um, I really loved uh, just taking a nice Epsom salt bath on the full moon. Just doing something sacred and special to signify the completion of the part of your life that you are allowing to have this pattern live out in. And, um, and then, and then also, of course, the exciting part of a full moon. I always feel like full moons come with both endings and beginnings, right? Because we can't close one chapter without starting the next in a way. And so when you're, when you're releasing this, it's also thinking about, okay, well, if this is what I'm not doing anymore, anything anymore, then well, what does the alternative look like? What does me living my truth look like? What does me really being standing in my worthiness? Um, a great little, um, I have a, an amazing guy friend that Mark Groves, who is a relationship coach, and he told me this years ago. He was like, the best thing you can do is ask yourself, especially in romantic relationships, but this also extends to career, is if I knew I was worthy, what would I do? And I feel like that is the question of this full moon, um, is if you knew that you were worthy, then what would you do in those situations? And really reflecting on that, what would that look like for you? How would you... You know, what, again, like very practical, grounded things would you do differently? Of course, energetically, a lot shifts in that moment when you align with that energy. But also, your practical stuff shifts. You know, uh, I have a girlfriend that, you know, she will literally leave a date, you know, 30 minutes into it if she's like, oh, I know this isn't working, right? Because she is not going to waste any time on that right whereas of course there are a lot of other people that might even date someone for two years that they knew <laughs> wasn't the thing um similarly with work i i've worked through with a lot of clients the fear of even charging people for their good work in the world so um or vice versa like someone i, I don't know kind of compromising what they're what they're charging or, or whatnot right again asking that question if i knew i was worthy what would I do in this situation? And really letting that be your guiding light so you're not only releasing that chapter of your life where this pattern wasn't serving you, it wasn't working for you, um, wasn't making you happy, it was stealing your joy. And moving into that next section of your life where you're connecting to, all right, well, what is my truth? And when we're connecting to the truth of what we want, what we desire, um, then also asking ourselves, well, if I knew I was worthy, because the combination, right, if we know that we're worthy, then we, then we unapologetically go after what we desire. Then we're not afraid to, you know, then we're not like worried about, oh, what is this person going to think of me or, or trying to put on a show about anything, right? We can just be grounded in the truth of who we are, of what we want, and of what feels good to us, what is in alignment with um, our truth. So I hope that you have a great full moon. And I hope that you're seeing some really beautiful things right now that you can release, that you can transcend, and um, that that brings you a lot of peace. And like I said, as always during the moons, be extra kind to yourself. You know, rest as much as you need to rest. Hydrate a lot. Take your salt bath. Get a massage. Um, of course, meditate, 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 meditate. If you guys are curious, I do have the... Uh, the meditation for this moon up on appreciative right now you can access that 
And uh, I hope you enjoyed this podcast. And if you liked it, please give me five stars on iTunes and leave a review. I will be giving away uh, one free session for every 25 reviews I get on iTunes. So if you'd love a chance to get me one-on-one and help have me dive into what's going on in your life right now, then um, leave a review to enter. And I hope to hear from you guys soon.